Shall we begin? Why not? Welcome to Frankie Sense and More. It's like she's got a whole lot of goodness for you with a little bit of sass. Frankie, did you just say... She sure did. Not to mention... Along with... Whoops. Join us now as Frankie Picasso and her new co-host mix it up with authors, musicians, and interviews with world-changing people. Let's begin Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense. Well, hello there, and welcome to Frankie Sense and More. You know, I think this is the first time I've been back since... uh, the beginning of March, I, I was away in California and I was really sick for the last couple of weeks. So I need to take this opportunity to thank every one of you who participated in the I Bared My Chest 24-hour Facebook-a-thon because you gave us a bestseller. <laughs> thank you so very, very much. I really, really appreciate it. It knocked me out. It got me sick. It actually did. <laughs> I was up for 24 hours and boom, I was gone. Uh, my immune system was was. was challenged to say the very least. But today, uh, we are going to be challenged again. Not really. I'm just joking. Uh, my guests today are husband and wife team, Brad and Casey Wallace, who just 10 years ago embraced a new reality for themselves, that of facilitators of consciousness, speakers and global workshop leaders. Casey was trained as an award-winning platform stylist and hairdresser of 35 years, and Brad was drafted to play for a professional baseball team. They both came from hardworking businesses that were unrelated to spirituality, and the couple came together in 2007 after Brad's car accident, which we're going to find out much more about. And this is when the phenomenon of Julius altered the trajectory of both their lives. Now, today, teaching the wisdom of a group of higher entities known as Julius, they facilitate people to heal all their limitations and fear and choose instead to release their creative flow. Yeah. Brad and Casey have appeared on over 400 radio and television shows, and today, they're on my. They're in my world. Yay. <laughs> Welcome, the two of you, to this show. Frankie Sense and more. I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, oh we are always so excited to uh, to have the opportunity to share and to meet and discuss and your energy is so fantastic frankie thanks so much oh thank you i just you know i i we're gonna dive deep into some crazy areas and questions because i just love the topic um of everything but this is i don't think i've ever met brad you had you had a car accident and you had four near-death experiences and i've done a lot of shows on ndes However, I've never seen the person with the NDE, their wife, get the channeling. <laughs> How well, does that work out? Let's hear about your accident first. Well, there's a little bit more to that story. Yeah, I haven't heard that story. Uh, we, Casey was not my wife at the time. That, yeah. that even makes it a you, little You just more. had met, kind of barely met? She, yeah. When I woke up. Uh, her daughter used to work for me in my construction business. Her daughter was my personal secretary. Ah. And she had just, the daughter had just gone to work for me uh, and had been working for me for a short period of time. And I think I had only met you once. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I cut his I, hair. I cut, cut his hair, hair once. <laughs> and, uh, I love it. And they heard that I had been in a car accident. And of course, during my near-death experience, um, I was told that someone had already been contacted and that everything would be taken care of. Um, Because I asked the group, 
if they would come back with me. Yeah, and what he's what he's forgetting to tell you, Frankie, is he he sustained a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Okay. So he was very uh, injured, um, very very disconnected. Uh, he didn't know who he was. He couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. And so I think that Julius was trying to make clear to him that this was real, that this wasn't a hallucinogenic thing, mm -hmm. that this wasn't just a dream. And what what better convincing than to have somebody else speak directly to you again, you know, once you were awake. So Well, it freaked out. The doctor who was actually attending at the emergency room, he was a very good friend of mine. Oh. And uh, when I woke up, and Casey started channeling Julius back to me. He actually left the room, and he hasn't <laughs> talked. He hasn't talked to me since. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it scared him like you would not believe because he had gone outside and had told everybody that I wasn't going to make it, and that whoever was here to see me needed to come in and say their goodbyes. And wow. then I shot up out of bed and I was joking around with everybody. And, you yeah, know, it was. It would have made a great script for a, a Mel Brooks comedy, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have, I've, I've interviewed surgeons who, you know, are trying to find out is their life after death or they're putting things on the ceilings or doing all kinds of crazy things. And, you know, is it real? I've met others who, you know, actually know that it's real for them and, 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 it's great, but you know, for a doctor to never talk to you again is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, he, he was of a different. He's not embarrassed, I guess. Yeah. He was no. a different nationality, and and it just he he couldn't grasp any of the concept of the phenomenon that had just taken place. Wow. His job was to make sure Brad was okay and get him out of the hospital, and that's yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of doctors like that, you know. I think that. Uh, that's where that. So you 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 sustained this this injury. Now it said that you were out for eight hours. Was that like you were in a coma for eight hours? Because well, I read that you were you, you were dead for. T I don't think you were dead dead. Were you like your heart hadn't stopped beating? Had it? He he was kind of he was disembodied. You know, I, during that. Yeah, I was out of my body for that eight hours. Okay. Now, if you want, here's where it gets because human beings always want an absolute, you know, to everything. Um, they, the paramedics who showed up at my farm here to resuscitate me could not resuscitate me. Okay. And that, and during that time I was watching them yeah. trying to do that. Gotcha. And, and also it's like a picture in picture. I yeah. In a television, I'm watching what's going on here, but at the same time, I'm experiencing what I was experiencing on the other side at the same time. And they were, and the group was explaining to me what was going on, and and that it really was not taking as long as we think, because see, time doesn't exist on the other side, right? Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. just a fraction of a moment. So were they telling you like don't be afraid? Were they telling you like you're gonna go back or Oh they they were telling me lots of things. Like about uh, the, everything about the world, the universe. Yeah, first off, uh I was I was a very at that point in my life I was an extremely demanding person. Extremely demanding. 
as contractor, okay? And of course, I'm out there barking out orders, you know, what's going on here? How come I'm do experiencing this? You know, someone needs to tell me what's going on. This is not what I have been led to believe. The afterlife is really supposed <laughs> to be about. Um, Sorry. You know, this is a bad dream. What's going on? Right. And <laughs> that little chuckle that they have and that passionate touch, the, the touch on the shoulder. And it was like I was just mesmerized from that point on, from that touch, just that touch. Wow. That everything was going to be calm. In fact, that from that point on, my whole life changed. The calming down, believe me, I'm a much calmer person now. I'm very emotional now. Uh, things affect me now that never affected me before. Um, and it was all because of this experience and how loving and how gentle they were with me. And they explained to me that they were returning a favor to me. That the last three times that I basically hit myself over the head, I didn't remember too much from those experiences. So this is the fourth time and it's time to start waking up and start recognizing what you had agreed to come back here to do in the first place. And that was to teach. So was that the four, the, that was your fourth NDE? Right. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause they had tried three times prior to, to get me the information out and have me yeah. Yeah. doing all this. And boy, I just wasn't ready for it. Okay. That's, okay. That's, Casey, you didn't you didn't know Brad's personality too much beforehand because you, you hardly knew him. Um, but how did you feel when you start speaking? Well, I don't I don't have a recollection of it, Frankie, for a little while. Um, so I'm a, I'm a trans channel, so that means that I kind of completely am detached consciously when they're using my body. Uh, but the phenomenon was very frustrating for me. I would suddenly be in a conversation with Brad and, and be gone, break away and wake up, you know, kind of come back out of it and time had passed. And I'm like, what, what are we doing? And he started <laughs> just to, and then I thought, my God, am I schizophrenic? Like what is going on? You know, but Julius was the facilitator for Brad's healing for the first year or so of this phenomenon. And then he got crazy enough to start writing a book uh, about th some of the things and some of the conversations and the publisher was so fascinated they were like you need to get out there and do this in front of an audience I was like no no he's like yeah yeah get out there so uh it's been a it's been a an interesting an interesting journey it's but been a fun ride we know we've done it for many lives it's not it's not new really and of course we've come to know that and we've come to be very familiar with the energy space that we share with this group very cool. Now, I, I know that a lot of people who have NDEs, they come back and they are different. Like you said, Brad, you're very different. Your personality is different. Um, some, some find they're more psychic. Some find that they have a greater love for humanity, but less for one-on-one. -on -one. Some have said that they um, feel a little detached still from, from Earth or humans in a way. I don't know. Do you feel any of those things? or? 
there's a lot of times I feel detached. That that's a very good uh, analogy. Um, but there's I've always felt inside, even as a young child, I had always felt like there was something else, you know, that is going on that's not being explained to everybody. And I have the opportunity now to explain that, or we have the opportunity now to explain that unexplained phenomenon to people. Um, as Julius told me one day, they said, you have the opportunity to walk into a room full of people that's dark and you get to turn the light on. And there will be some who will wake up and get up and get on with their day and move. And then there will be those that will just continue to sleep. And then there will be those that walk, will walk over and shut the light back off. But it's not your responsibility to wake everybody up. All you can do is just turn the light on and help to stimulate those who are willing to listen. Right. Do you, so I kind of find that in midlife is a waking up time. I mean, I wrote a book on it that, that you know, we have, uh, I, I call it the, the midlife metamorphosis and it's, it's where we break out. I think we break out of our socialized self and we're looking for what Julius is saying. We're looking for the answers because we look at our windows as we did when we were children and go, Why? You know, to come here for 75 years or 80 years and, and go and nobody knew who you were or cared or you're gone. You're just gone. Like, it seems like meaningless to me. So meaningless. And, and, and to almost, and, and it kind of seems funny too. Like when you replicate, you know, the other side here, why, why would you? Why? I mean, we come here for a different reason. If we want everything perfect, wouldn't we just stay there? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But Julius is here. So oh, okay, Julius. I, I'm just saying, go ahead. I'm, go ahead and explain. Go so master physical realms are demonstrations of your creative process. You create the physical realms to demonstrate your thoughts and your emotions. It is, in a way, a canvas for you to paint upon. When you descend yourselves into a physical embodiment so that you can interact with the demonstration of your creative flow, it inspires you to be even more creative, to be even more expansive and more extensive of thought or source itself. That's what you're doing when you incarnate into physical realms, into physical realms. That is one option of an infinite amount of possibilities. For as many thoughts as there are, Master, there are realities, if you will. You are an emotional processor of thought. That's what a soul is. So in other words, Master, you expand thought into demonstrations and possibilities. And no two of you do it exactly the same. That is fantastic because source does not need to repeat itself. So you come here to know yourself, Master, as the all-creative being that you are in an opportunistic platform that you helped to create. That's what you're doing. But you have become so detached from that memory. You have become so attached to your altered ego perception, which is wrapped in fear, that you feel lost and chaotic and helpless and you suffer and you have depression and you have pain. And you have misunderstanding mostly of what you are and what you are doing. Once you start to come back into these memories and you start to come back into the connection and the flow, joy 
is the experience. And once you elevate yourself to that, this whole realm shifts into a reality that you designed authentically. So we each design our own reality. We're each responsible for our own trip here, let's That's say. Correct. But do we, we each come with a mission as Brad did? Do we each Only have our own? Your mission master is to create and demonstrate yourself. That's okay. what your mission always is. But you forget that. You right. are told from the time that you enter into the physical that there are things you're supposed to do, ways you're supposed to act, things that you're supposed to think about, and God forbid, literally, be careful of the way you feel. Okay, so you are immediately drawn away from your authentic self. Right. And so that's where the chaos begins. Gotcha. Are we having one mass hallucination with each other? Ma uh, master, anything that is physical is an illusion. And the reason that we say that is because anything that can go away is an illusion. But having said that, Master, make no mistake that the physical realms can initiate a feeling from you, and that is real. So you use the illusion to know yourself fully. That's what we will say. I want to say hi to Diane Lang, who is in my chat room, and Linda Todd is in there as well. Diane, if you have any questions, please feel free to type them out. I know that you have many questions. <laughs> I know you. Um, okay, very interesting. You offer a program of refactoring, which is a, re a reprogramming of our consciousness, I guess. Yes. Is that, is that how so you it, it, it's not reprogramming is, uh, you know, it, yeah. Okay. I, maybe it's a wrong word. It sounds pretty harsh. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But it's not because I mean, if you understand the process and you understand the program, then you understand, then you understand that as a human being, you have been programmed from oh. the minute you were born. Yeah. Programmed master in fear, programmed yes. into fear. Programmed so in fear. All of you have a thought matrix grid, an energetic thought matrix grid that lives around you. Thought passes through that grid into your state of consciousness, and you process that thought based on the perception that you have developed. Another way of saying that, Master, is your attitude. Your attitude. And your perception creates your reality. That is a truth. As one seeks consciousness, higher states of meaning, higher possibilities, and the release of fear in their life, they have a tendency to be able to walk on this pathway and on this road and be able to achieve and acquire a certain amount of gain, a certain amount of enlightenment, some healing, some expansion, some breakthroughs. But there seems to be a very common place of a ceiling that people hit, and they can't get to the good stuff. They can't get to the super high stuff, the super consciousness stuff. And we say it is because your grid has been encrusted energetically with the repetitive patterns of fear-based perspective. But, but it's not just the super consciousness. It's everything in your life. Mm -hmm. You'll talk to people that have spent their whole life doing everything that they thought they were supposed to be doing to have financial gain, and they're completely broke. Right. Okay? The minute you, you ask them certain questions, you, you realize it's they don't believe 
in what they're actually doing. Right. It's right. all about acceptance. They can't accept it. Right. And, and this is what our program does. It uh, gives you the freedom to allow you to start accepting things. And it doesn't matter if it's financial gain, if it's health that you're having struggles with, if you've got a family that's just absolutely torn apart. It's everything in your life. Okay, so there's a question here. I need to ask it because there's a, a number of people who, who feel that um, we have an illusion of being in pain, and how do we reprogram to get rid of our pain? And I'm talking pain. physical pain, not yes, just pain. Master. So your body is thought actualized. It is thought actualized, and your pain means that you have fear-based thoughts. That's a guarantee. The way to get rid of the pain is to change the way you think. Well, you think. But this can become so challenging because, again, you're trying to break through a layering crustacean energetically of old thought patterns all the way up until now, all the way up from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. So our program aids you, Master, in reconfiguring the frequency of your grid. So that as you open your mind and your heart to love-based perspective, it comes through the filter clearly, unencumbered. And so your physical embodiment is the actualized demonstration of this broader perspective. And your life changes. Because everything in your life, Master, is a demonstration of who you are and how you think. And we simply aid you in getting into those higher vibrational acceptances of all that is possible. The question in the, in the audience is, so we have created cancer in our pain. That's correct. Isn't that great news? Because we can uncreate it. We change it. That's the best news that we can get you, give you. We don't want you to be pissed off about that. We don't. We want you to get empowered behind that, Master. That is the best news that we could give you, is that you have created all your limitation because then you don't have to wait for anybody else to fix it for you because that takes lifetimes. I'm sorry. Um, Susie, I, hi, Susie. Uh, love this. I started doing this thing when I feel physical pain. I focus on a part of my body that feels great. Instantly, my pain goes away. It works every time. Mm -hmm. Good news. It is all about your thought focus, Master. That is a truth. For most people, the distraction is too challenging to step away from. Right. It is just like people who can walk on fire. Right. People can do it. And others can't get away from the illusion of that flame. So if you are able to do that, Master, we congratulate you. We honor you and we recognize you. But the average person walking on the flame gets burned. Right. And it's because of their thoughts. It's change exactly. your thought, change your life. Okay. So how do we act? I mean, everybody goes, oh, I, I want to change my thought right now. I'm going to do it right now. But you're not doing Because as you said, there's this a matrix around you that you know, layer upon layer upon layer. It's really hard yes. to get through that sludge. How do, we, how do we get rid of the sludge? How long does it take? You know, do, is it going to take years? Is it going to take weeks, months? It, it might. It might. Yeah, it might. When you come to our sure. workshop, Master, we go through a um, very intense evaluation process to get to what we call 
three of your seed fears, not root fears, master, seed fears. Seeds. Okay? And this is where we begin the workshop. We get into real eternal core fear-based perspectives. And we walk you through three days of reconfiguring your perspective. As practitioners, we also infuse ourselves energetically working with your grid. Now, when you leave the workshop, Master, it is extraordinary, as all healing workshops are, and we love that. But also to train you to carry this practice into your day in and day out lives is a vital component. We have reports from students that they're doing very well, that their changes that they have implemented even from the workshop have made a large impact in their life. But you are correct, Master. This is not something that is a, an easy fix in three days. When you come here, you must be ready. You must be enthusiastic. You must be inspired and you must feel safe. We create a very safe environment loving you and honoring you, never judging you, Master, because that gives you the permission platform to be your extraordinary. My friend here says, I can have a root canal without feeling pain because I can go somewhere else, but this bone pain and the nerve pain is too much. Change yeah. my thoughts, putting myself on the beach every minute I'm awake. Yeah. I know uh, she's an extraordinary pain. It, it is, but it is still an acceptance, Master. Everything is an acceptance. So if we tell you, again, that everything on this earth ship is an illusion, and there are those who can walk through walls, but the majority of the people cannot, it comes into your deep subconscious acceptance. And acceptance is a state of feeling. It's a state of knowing or a state of truth. Right. What you have accepted as your truth becomes very embedded on you. That's what your altered ego does for you. It's just constantly pounding those reminders back to you of your previous experience. So your altered ego keeps you living in the past or in paranoia and fear of the future because they think the future will repeat the past. We get you into the state of the now, Master. It is the highest frequency possibility. It is virgin territory. And you can do anything with your acceptance in that space. That's how we aid you to access everything that you could possibly be. So let me ask you this. You, you get to this virgin state. You, you, you find out how to create your own reality. Do you reincarnate again, Brad, or are you done? That, I haven't made that decision yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not done. I'm not done now. Um, if, if, if you want to talk about history, uh, it, there's many historical uh, writings of people who have lived for hundreds of years. So who's to say that I'm still not going to be here a hundred years from now. It's all my decision. Mm -hmm. When I'm ready to go, I will go. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm not ready. I'm just getting started. What most people don't understand master is that this is not a bad place. This is not a punishable place. You choose to be here. That's also good news. Although we understand that that will piss some people off right. as well, but you never die master. It's a total illusion. You transition. You transition and you transfer and you will always continue in all ways. You will choose every experience, Master, just like you do your thoughts. 
and your well-being is assured. So I chose I chose to incarnate as as this person here, mm-hmm. um, and did the people who who are living on the other side of the world in you know just you know um, limitation poverty yeah, poverty and limitation extreme poverty mm-hmm. limitation challenged by the weather challenged mm-hmm. by like just everything mm-hmm. they chose that too. Absolutely. Isn't that great news? Why would you want to be a victim? Why Why would you? That is an illusion. So, Master, we understand how difficult it is for your human brain to process that with a logical application. But what we can tell you is this. We absolutely assure you that every soul is safe. And every experience expands you. That's what you're doing. There is no perception of good and bad from a soul. There is only experience that expands. And we will also guarantee you that some of the most expansive experiences are the most challenging ones. Yeah, it's almost like we come here to gain experience in a suit, if, if that's an easy way to explain it. Right. So you walk in the closet and you get to put your suit on for the day and you can go and experience whatever it is that you want to experience and where you go, what you do, where you live, the people that you uh, associate with, all of those things help you gain experience. Now, most people don't look at life that way. They're so caught up in what's going on around them, survival, paying your bills. I can stop with those two right there because those two right there are overwhelming for most people. That's true, Brad, but I think that there comes a point in everybody's life where they're searching for, why am I here? What is my purpose? And I must have a purpose to, you know. Your purpose, Master, is to expand thought. Always expand. We describe source as thought, Master. It is the substance that you create from. And every single time you feel a way, any way about a thought, you expand it. You are constantly expanding a never-ending possibility. That's what your purpose is. And it's extraordinary because with that expansion, Master, comes knowing, comes compassion, comes empowerment and possibility. When you know yourself as a limited being, you have a limited experience. And when you know yourself as unlimited, Master, it is extraordinary. That's what you're doing. It is the most valuable thing to be expanding source. It is. When you understand this, you accept and honor that all others are the same. And you love them. You honor them. You have compassion for them. Violence goes away. Pain and suffering and victimhood goes away, Master, because when you know yourself as source, you honor all others as well. It is not a state of arrogance. It is a state of extraordinary compassion. That is what you are doing. And every single moment, Master, 
you have an opportunity to demonstrate. Okay, I'm gonna, I, got, I need to back up here. When you say that, that violence goes away, when, mm -hmm. you know, murder and rampage goes away, are you mm -hmm. saying because my holodeck isn't bringing that into my, into my physical realm anymore? Or is it, no. or by my having a higher vibration, it's, it's pushing it out? Your thoughts will drive you to your actions, Master. That's how your life plays itself out. The way you process a thought, the way you perceive that thought, determines how you're going to act upon that thought. The resolution for limitation is to let go of the fear-based perspective of all of those thoughts. That is a truth. The other, the other thing is, I, I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but if you understand that the person that you're doing a violent act to is you. Well, that's the truth. Yes. Yes. Would you want to be treated that way? No, but, but there's a question in the in in the chat room, which I, I I understand, especially today's times, like with Syria and Rwanda, the genocide. How does that play out? Who so, Master, all those souls are safe. All those souls are safe. Okay, that's the first thing that we want to support. All of that gives everybody else the opportunity to demonstrate what they know. You can either demonstrate in reactiveness or you can demonstrate in creativity. That is a truth. Clarity of that knowing calms the mind, calms the frequency and the energy of everything. When violence occurs, Master, it is because somebody does not know that they are a fully empowered being. And so they harm another to feel powerful. To gain. Okay. Mm -hmm. When when you know how extraordinary you are, you bring out the extraordinary in everyone else because you know how joyful that is and that that's what creates change. That's what raising the consciousness field around you and through you does for you. So as individual lights having an extraordinary physical experience, Master, and you walk on this earth ship, and you become joyous, everyone wants to know your secret because <laughs> you are resilient, you are radiant. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can, can limit you. And they're drawn to you. Show us, show us what you know when you say, I know that I am source and let me aid you in your remembrance. And this extraordinary wave of shift starts to change. It starts first in your own life, of course, and we love that because you are selfish beings and you don't want to do anything that you don't get a gain from, and we're okay with that because that inspires you and that encourages you, and you do come to a place, Master, of the extraordinary desire to aid in the healing of ignorance of each person's state of knowing. Does that answer your question? Yes. Brad, when you, when you said that when you had your near-death experience and, you know, you died and you're on the other side and you're going, wait a minute, this is not what it's supposed to look like. Um, <laughs> I've heard that many times, that, that people will see what their belief is before they pass. That's exactly. That's the true. Minute, the minute you leave this existence, the very thought that you carry with you when you leave is the next experience that you experience on the other side. Because you don't die. 
Right. You, you step right into the next experience. Mm -hmm. So we always tell people, because we're always asked, I have, exactly. a, I have a family member that's dying. What can I say to them to help them? And we tell them, think of love. Mm -hmm. Think of great thoughts. Yes. Think of expansive thoughts because those are the things that you experience the minute you leave. Mm -hmm. So is there no healing of the soul on the other side? Is there no healing? You know, you've been through a rough life. Uh, maybe it needs a little tender, loving care. You have the opportunity to create your next experience through your thought master. That is your free will component that you designed for yourself, and you may do anything that you choose. That's good news. If you want to fix something, do it. Do it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. That's good yeah. news. You, That's good news. You get to do okay? it. Yeah, you if get to do it. waiting for somebody else to fix it for you, you have a long suspended state that you are holding yourself in. Hmm. Earth, this planet, it can't be the only one. No. No. Every single planet in your solar system, Master of Houses, life. How many planets have you been to, Brad? Do you know? Planets? Have you incarnated on other planets? Yeah. Yes, many. Probably a, a good analogy. Uh, is the sands on the seashore. How's that? And more than likely, all of your listeners have probably done that also. And then your next question or their next question is going to be, then how come we don't remember that? Yeah, you and, never remember. You will. And you do. Part of that's what you dream. That's what your dream state is about. But also... If you were to remember all of your experiences, you would be so preoccupied with everything from your past, you wouldn't spend any time in the now or look into the future. You're so preoccupied with your past here in this singular life, right. Master, that most people cannot move. Most people can't okay. deal with what, they, what they're dealing with now. You have designed a beautiful system to aid you in a fresh component in that virgin territory of the moment of now. Otherwise, your altered ego would constantly keep you locked. You would be so tortured by the things that you have done just because of your perception now. As you raise and get rid of your mm -hmm. judgment of thought, more remembrance occurs, more remembrance occurs. In fact, we support that amniotic fluid is what aids you in your amnesic state in this physical realm. Okay. Um, they'd like you to go to Africa and spread your love. <laughs> Our desire master is to spread it through each of you. As each of you expand, spread it, know it, be it. That's how it expands. That's how it expands. It is the inspiration and the choice. Where's we your farm? Sorry, where, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Where, where, is that, where are you located? We're in Utah. In oh, Southern Utah. Utah. Okay. Oh, that's right. We're that's in Southern right. Utah. Just out in, we're, we're right where all the national parks are. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're up in the mountains in the uh, up just about 23 miles out of the little town called St. George. 
I know where that is. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember reading you, you, you were Mormon at one point. Yes. Still? No. No. Okay. My husband also was raised Mormon that way. Yeah. Um, It's interesting. (laughs) Um, Consciousness needs no religion, needs no dogma. It's just ourselves. We we self um, actualize. Mm-hmm. And, Master, and religion is created by man. Not yeah, by religion was created by man. Exactly. So, but is there a common a common consciousness? Yes, you are all one. We're all the same consciousness. The fact of the matter is. I mean, if you take that sub that that comment right there, is there a common consciousness? Okay, and if you can grasp the fact that we are all one, could you imagine what would happen in the world if everybody could grasp that concept? I know. That's it. That's it. And, and that's and how simple it is. The consciousness, Master, is love. Right. That's it. Problem solved. Every problem in your life solved. Every yeah. problem on the planet solved. Every universal problem solved. But but humans can't accept that. They are working on it. And we're slowly getting people to understand it. I think there's lots of groups of people trying to get people to understand it. And I don't know why it's so difficult, but it is. And maybe it's because, I don't know, I guess there's different levels of, of consciousness, of conscious mm-hmm. raising. And, and there are. And, and, you know, I, I guess when I said that, I mean, I obviously I knew the answer, but this morning and I was reading, you know, about the Syrian people and, and, and just, and I get that they're all safe. Um, but it, it, it hurts me. It hurts me because we are all one. Mm-hmm. So master, that's you judging the situation. That means that you think the situation is bad and that is a form of judgment. There is ultimately no judgment to be acquired. That's where you're going with your consciousness. When you feel sorry for someone, you contribute to the fear-based energy around it. We want human beings to stop feeling sorry for people and get compassionate. That means you understand what's going on based on their level of consciousness. And through that understanding, you can create change. As long as you get buried in sympathy, you are contributing to the energetic pathways of that fear, of that violence. And you don't mean to be doing that. You think, well, that's how we help each other. And we say, no, actually, it's not. It's how you start to enable people. You contribute to their pain and suffering. Oh, I feel sorry for you. Yes, you're a victim. Yes, let me do this for you. And we say, no, you have to understand where that perspective comes from and empower that being to know themselves as a fully empowered being. And you have walked wisely and with love. So this realm is full of that yin and yang thing, the bad and the feeling bad for the bad and the righteous and the truth and the I'm right and you're wrong. And if all of that is judgment, energy master, and as we raise your consciousness above judgment of thought, that's where the extraordinary lives. 
Well, speaking about empowerment, there is a free gift that you two are giving today. Um, and if you go to HTT, and I will put this on the website, but HTTPS um, colon slash slash expandjulie.us slash free gift three, um, there's a course titled Your Empowerment that explains everything about who you are and what you are. And students of Julius um, say that this is its most powerful uh teaching and I'm putting this this in the right now I'm putting it in the in the Facebook page for those of you who are listening to us live and you can go there right now and check it out and get your free gift and start learning right away. I'm not sure everybody everybody will find their way. Everyone's okay. They will. I, I wanted to go back to a comment that you that you had just said. You, you talked about levels of consciousness. Okay. We teach, or our teachings are based upon, there's seven levels of consciousness in the human existence, okay? And in the first two levels of consciousness, which are very, very low, 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 low consciousness, 90% of all beings that exist on this realm of existence are in the first two levels of thought. It's the reactiveness. It's the reactiveness. But we don't want those numbers to be discouraging. We want the percentage of enlightenment to be encouraging. Right. Do you know how many physical embodiments master on this realm think that there's a singular person that reached a Christ consciousness state that walked on this physical realm ever in the history of human existence? We're going to tell you those are you have better numbers than that. So be inspired. Nice. Wow. How many lifetimes did it take? <laughs> for that embodiment or for yours? Oh, not mine. No. <laughs> to become that, to become Christ-like. Master, you can do it in a thought mm -hmm. and an acceptance. Yep. It's just that most people can't accept it. That's judgment. Mm -hmm. It's that judgment. Wow. Yeah. Well, what else do you want to share with us today? <laughs> I want to share with you, Master, that, that you're doing well, that you're okay, okay? If you could see who you were just in two to three lives parallel to you, you would be very proud of yourself. And so would many of your listeners, many of your listeners. We want you to know that. We don't want human beings to just constantly think that this is a beating up for them, because it's not. It's not. It's opportunity. We want you to feel that. We want you to see that. And we don't want you to wait until you think you are finally at a point that you are worthy. We want you to be worthy in every moment. There's no time, Master. There's no time. There's only this moment right here. Do you know how many opportunities that there are in a given moment? We want you to find them, and we want you to show them, and we want you to grow them, okay? And if each person listening, Master, to your show just did that, it doesn't matter who you follow. Follow yourself. It's in here. It's in here. Be brave. Be brave. That's why you came to the physical realm because you were so brave 
You were willing to totally forget who you are in order to expand yourself. Do you know the bravery involved in that? There are many beings yeah. that won't do it, Master. I was say there's so many beings that are yeah. out there in existence that aren't willing to come here. Yeah. In their total forgetfulness, it is too risky. It is risky to find your way back. But that is where your true knowing lies. So you are so brave. And we love you for your bravery. Because every step along your pathway expands us as well. And we are quite selfish that way. We want to know ourselves as the everything. Okay, so I got one more, one more biggie. <laughs> I know it's out there. I know it's out there. This planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Are we as one consciousness thinking it's destroyed? Or can we as one consciousness bring it all back? So master your earthship, thank God or yourself for that, has an extraordinary state of consciousness herself. And there are more beings that exist in and through the dimensions and realms wrapped and facilitated on this earthship than there are you. Thank yourself and God for that because they help contribute to the vibration that sustains her. It is extraordinarily beneficial for you to honor that which you have created. It will serve you always, Master. And we understand that you are working on that as ignorant beings, and it's okay. The Earthship is all right for right now. She will transfer herself. If you destroy your atmospheric conditions on the exterior, you will go inside. The inside is being prepared for you, just like all your other planets in your solar system. But the question is, is why would you want the ulterior when you have the phenomenal sitting right in front of you? So take heed of yourselves and everything, Master, every thought and every possibility. And it's okay. The good news is, is that human embodiments are waking up. They are, thanks to people like you. And thanks to people who do really hard work to help people see more clearly. Mm -hmm. And the animals that are extinct? What are you asking about them? I don't like that they're extinct. Well, Master, their souls are safe. So anything that can feel an emotion has a soul. And it transfers itself into its next thought, just like you do. The good news is, is your physical embodiment went extinct, instinct, extinct more than 10,000 years yep. ago compared to what I, it was then. I, I was going to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How do you so those know souls, that yeah. they're extinct. Well, those souls I'm already extinct. Yes. <laughs> those souls incarnate themselves back to this realm as other types of physical embodiments as well. So, though we don't want you to think frivolously about destroying a species, of course, because again, why would you destroy that which you created? But we will assure you, Master, that the souls are safe. But everything in front of you is a demonstration of who you are. So, Julius, you say that we are God. Mm -hmm. That's your message, right? We are God ourselves, yes. each of us. Mm -hmm. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Would that change the way you not only looked at yourself, yeah. but how you looked at others if you knew that you were the very being yeah. that you are searching for? Yeah. How would your life change if yeah. you knew that? It unleashes everything for that's, you, Master. That's the thing that most people are afraid of. 
Of course they are. There's only two things humans are afraid of, Master. They're afraid of death, and they're afraid of how powerful they are. Mm -hmm. Why are we so afraid of death when we when we incarnate so many times? Because you you think you can't remember that you've been taught that it's an end, or you've been taught that there is something waiting for you afterward that require that has a requirement to it, that has agenda to it. And every single every single human being is afraid that they have not met the requirements by the time their life plays itself out. So of course you're scared to death. It's the judgment. Literally, literally, okay. Well, they've done a great job of embedding that into our. Well, it's the only way they can control you. So the religions can control you by keeping you needing their secret right. to eternal life. So it's a completely man-made philosophy and phenomenon. But once you let go of any of your fears, Master, you are lighter or get more towards enlightenment process. But eventually you will have no fears, Master. And what's extraordinary about that is when that occurs, you no longer lay your physical embodiment down and have to yank your soul out of it and reprocess yourself back into another physical embodiment. You can ascend that physical embodiment back into light, reconfigure yourself into anything that you desire, and bring it all back together as a particle. That is a much simpler process and much easier on your energy. Got it. Phenomenon. Wow. So cool. Um, Brad, did you have anything that you wanted to add to, to anything? Well, let me, let me give out your website. You've got so many, (laughs) (laughs) but we, we have, um, uh, oh my gosh. Expand with Julius. Expand with Julius.com. Facebook. You've got facebook.com slash expand Julius. Yes. Want to go there? What is ghost Casey and Brad? What is that? Well, you, you were talking about Africa. We actually spent some time in a third world country, Honduras. And while we were down there, uh, we actually thought we were going on a vacation. But on the trip over to the island, the island of Roatan, uh, which is beautiful, I have to say, we got hit with the impression that we needed to go visit a couple places that we really didn't know about. And so when we got to the island, we started asking around and we started getting uh, visitations from ghosts. Oh, wow. And I had my camera with me and I said, wow, this is pretty cool. I've got a video of this just so I can watch it later and see exactly what we're talking about. And it turned into this amazing phenomenon where we had ghosts just lining up to come talk to us because the ghost phenomenon itself is a totally misunderstood phenomenon. So what is it? They are trapped or you are trapped as a ghost in a experience based upon the way you think. Thought when you died. Right. Got it. Yeah. That's why they repeat. Okay. Yeah. So we had all these ghosts asking us to help them. Release them. Change their thoughts and release themselves. We had a young man 
who came to us who has been devastated his whole life. And we're talking for 400 years he's been doing this. Wow. And his, he's been looking for his mother. Yeah. He was held prisoner for, with pirates. Yeah. Right. And, and she thought he was just angry and had run away. And so, oh, and, dear. And so in the process of filming, we, went, we spent six months going back and forth. Helping to release these people. Because every time we came back to the U.S., somebody would come visit us here, and they say, when are you coming back down there? Because I need you to come visit me and let me give you my story and let me explain all this. How extraordinary. Is this in a book? No, it's actually what we did was I, uh, we have season one and season two of Ghosts of the Caribbean. Uh, we, ran, we run it through Facebook. And we actually have on Vimeo uh, one-hour-long programs where we talk with the ghosts, just like we're talking here. Yeah. We explain their situation, what they have experienced, why they've experienced it, and we release them from that experience. How awesome is it's, that? It's absolutely amazing. And that's on Vimeo, which is Ghosts of the Caribbean on Vimeo. Okay. But all of that's available through Expand with Julius. And you can see, anyway, that's, and that, you know, that's just another little project that we <laughs> yeah. have ongoing. I, I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. It was so fascinating waking up every day. Most of the time we didn't, even, it wasn't even a waking up. It was, they came visit us in the, in the night at all these places we were staying and they would let, you know, we would just be sitting at a table and boom, somebody would show up. You've got to hear my story. You've got to hear my story. You've got to get my story. I need you to find somebody for me. I need you to help me. And it just, it, it, it was fat. It's fabulous. <laughs> And were, was there any, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the words. So I'm going to say luminosity to them. Could you see them? So when I do, when I do mediumship, Frankie, which is different than my channeling, um, I can get a pretty strong sense of some of the physicalities that they were in. So there's a difference between a ghost and an apparition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparition is still very active and interactive with you. A ghost is more like an energy residue that remains. So basically, everybody leaves a ghost trail in everything that you do. There's a residual. That's how psychics work. So psychics can pick up sure. on your energetic residual trail. So that's a ghosting effect that we do with everything. But apparitions right. are active and, and, and interact with you. We have apparitions here on our property. Um, and, and doing that has been something that I've done my whole life. My daughter does it. My grandchildren do it. Wow. And it's of, of talking to people who are non-physical, but, but they have the it, ability to manifest themselves to a certain degree. To kind yeah. Of it, it, what, what was really, what I thought was going to be very tough about that whole phenomenon was actually getting people to believe that what you were actually filming was really real. Yeah. Right. But on the island, what was so amazing is we had people actually coming to us and saying, 
this person bothers me every night. Can yeah. you please come talk to them? Yeah, so this island in particular um, is was a mecca in the 16 and 1700s for pirate activity. Yeah, uh, this is where Fort Morgan Key is and Fort Royale is. If any of you saw Pirates of the Caribbean, yes. this is where that is. So there was a real mix of slavery, uh, pirates, um, some of the more modern day, you know, people who lost their lives because you have Hondurans living there and you have uh, Yerfuna living there and different things. So we got a big mix you know, of stuff. They talk about, yeah, they talk about, you've, you made the reference to Africa. We, there was a huge amount of Africans that ended up being slaves that yeah. got stuck on this island wow. who actually got killed. Yeah. And so we had the opportunity to visit with a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of women and their children. Um, I, I'm telling you, it, it, I get so excited just thinking about that part of our programming because it has never been something that I really ever believed in. Yeah. And here was an actual event that took place, and I got it on film. But just think about it. I mean, when I think about the enormity of that, that there have to be so many places in this world that are like that, where these people are, these souls, these ghosts are waiting to be released. Like, you know, like it's almost like it was a full-time job for as many people who can do it to go and do this work. It's like, it it could be. And and at one point I seriously thought, man, this is going to be huge. This is going to be, we're, we're, we're going to have to go here. We're going to have to go there. And, and I started preparing us, you know, to do those things. But it just has never really caught on because, see, people don't want to be empowered. Well, yeah, people love the scary stuff. They love the scary stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. The scary stuff sells. Yeah. That's what sells. Yeah. Being empowered does not sell. Yeah. Well, we are actually out of time. Ooh. <laughs> but tell me, if there are last words that you want to make sure that, that if you haven't said it, you want to say? Love yourself. That's right. Okay. Thank you, everybody in the chat room today. So, so wonderful to have you joining us today. Thank you so very much. And Brad and Casey, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to stop the live stream on Facebook. We're going to go back to where we, we were before and see you guys. Okay. Well, Wait, I'm going to stop the uh, recording too.